I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Allison, Jenny Shattuck. Hi, honey. Hi. Don't call me honey in front of the guys listening to us. Give me some like a cis ball. Sweetie? Don't call me any wimpy name. <laughs> Strong names, please. Jesus, you know how insecure I am about this. Um, hey, uh, something came to mind here mm-hmm. that I've tweeted about today that okay. I think is possibly, I'm either way off here. Or it's kind of in a little way something, something. So remember, we read that that thing last night about from the Globe about the golfer. Mm-hmm. The golfer. in our uh, <clears throat> Patreon show, though. Oh, really? Okay. So there's there's a story of in Kingston, Massachusetts, a couple moved into a house that they bought on on the side of a country club, uh, on Country Club Lane, as a matter of fact, it was called. And the couple then, then um, golf balls were hitting the house and breaking the window. And there's really overwrought writing, which really was like good tabloid writing um, in the Globe. They had about the war zone, the that war they zone, and they were bombarded. <laughs> and it sounded like gunshots, and it was really, really uh, full of hyperbolic imagery. Whatever, it was over the top. The, the writing in the Globe about this. Um, it was kind of unglobey, although I appreciated it. You know, somebody was looking to make it seem like war zone guns, this and that. Anyway, the couple, this couple who who lives in the house on the country club lane, they sued and they've got it, and they just won in uh, in court for five for, million for, dollars. Five million dollars, which of course is obviously it's crazy, ridiculous, psychotic. Considering they knew that they were moving into a golf course. They they said you know we couldn't let somebody else live here. They all they had all well, these anecdotes about they had all these anecdotes about you know washing letting a golf ball landing in the kiddie pool and a golf ball smashing through the house and landing on shattering the glass all over toys. And it was like they're really selling this, really selling this. Well, yeah, and it's funny because 
like five million dollars is so absurd because the house is only worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars when they bought it. So like the most money they could possibly be out from this whole thing is $750,000. So it's like, even if you have to sell the house at a huge loss to somebody, like Mm -hmm. you still can't have lost more than $750,000 because that's all you spent on the house to start with. So the idea that like more than five times that is now what they get as judgment seems just totally bonkers to me. So, right. And it's really, it's in the... Minahan mentioned it today and he, he was right. It almost seems like the writer like knew these people. Because, like, how would a story like this get launched? But anyway, my... my Well, and the golf course is going to appeal, and I think it's possible that... But that's the point. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that this is really... It was really written over the top. Like we said, gunshot, Mm -hmm. bombardment, under fire. uh, My... One day, I... Uh, he, the guy said that he his little daughter was in the car and a golf ball landed close to him. And it sounds as if you, you imagine these golf balls like uh, like whistling, like German dive bomber um, bombs over in the, during London Blitz. They really that's how it's set up that they were getting bombarded. Bombarded means bombarded, which is not what was happening. But that's fine. We, we get the point. And anyway, so and in these pictures, they got pictures of the couple who lives there. In every single picture, the wife has a puss on her face, and the husband, they, they look like this is the, uh, as my friend would say, watching Tower 2 fall look. They are totally shaken. In one, they're holding up thousands of golf balls, and you know what they look like? They look like, what's that thing with the two farm, the farmer and his wife? Um. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that old painting, mm-hmm. that old painting. And they look absolutely, she looks destroyed inside. And then there's one other one where he's standing in front of the hole in one of his windows. And these are uh, the Globe Photog, Jonathan something took these. And he's just very moved and very disturbed. Then there's another one where they're standing out in their lawn. And she looks concerned and he's looking. And this one's shot through from inside to outside. It's Jonathan Wiggs. Uh, and, and the, the photographer artfully shoots from inside the house through one of the holes in the window that the golf ball left mm-hmm. at the couple standing in their yard looking thoughtfully and morose looking towards the camera. And so it seems to me, Alice, that when that photog got to their house, mm-hmm. do you think they said, I... Come, come on in. Just here, you can. No, the they were holes. happy to see the photographer, and oh. then he asked them to put on oh, the look. Right. So uh, these are all posed. Of course oh. they are. Of course they're. This posed. is. I mean, oh. that is so. They're that, art pieces. Yes, absolutely. I get my. Oh, hi. How are you, Julie? It's great to see you here. You know, they served them lemonade. I'm sure, and whatever else you do, as you would do. And also, they're five million dollars richer, which I think would, which is probably part of the game here. Don't seem too happy. Don't seem too happy. But so, so my feeling is that. Oh, sorry, buddy. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Did you eat a lot of stuff? My feeling is. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry that your tummy hurts. Yeah, James was not feeling well either. 
Uh, Alice, does, does, Sally, does we have a medic in the house? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just ignore it. I know what my tummy hurts means okay. in his language, and it's not that. Okay. So, so, so in other words, the Defoe tug told them to pose. All right, no, guys, no smiling. Just gonna... Which really tells you, and that's then fraudulent. Of course it is. Yes. So if that's fraudulent, how much of this whole thing is fraudulent? And the fact that they were willing to do it, you want us to act sad? I just think that is unethical in journalism. Well, right. And I mean, it's one thing. I do think there's a place for sort of artistic, posy photographs in in media, right? Oftentimes, like when you read like long Atlantic stories or something and it's like a big opinion piece, there'll be sort of artistically framed photographs and stuff, you know, or there... There will be actual, I remember I read one, I think if this was an article that was posted on Medium, but it was about like Airbnbs being dangerous, right? And like mm-hmm. p- needing insurance. And there were a bunch of sort of like graphic designed things with like somebody's foot coming through a floor. You know, it was sort of well, like, I mean, but, but there was sort of artistic stuff, but this isn't like an opinion piece or an essay on something. This right. is supposed to be a news item about this injustice that this couple suffered. Right. And in their claiming in the story that their lives have been just devastated because they've been under assault and they think it's gunshots when the thing hits the house. And the photo just completely matches the spirit of the story. It's remarkable. So now that they won, I mean, and I know it could be appealed too, but like what is the motivation for them to like keep the media tour going and all this? Like what's the... Uh, some people are just crazy and love, and love attention. <laughs> love weird attention. Yeah. So, but like, but all- I just don't understand. So like now, like you're not, so you won. Your nightmare is over. Take well, your $5 million, sell the house and go somewhere else. Yeah, but Alice, so they, so this is, this is why this is part of the grift, right? Because also the, the golf course moved the tee box. Right. So it's not an issue so anymore. It's right? not an issue anymore. Um. But so now it's the mental stress and whatever that they had to right. go through, even though it's over. You've gotten rid of, you've changed it and gotten rid of all that. Stuff. So if they, so you're right. But I think the, the goal here is to continue the grift. And also, now, so now what happens? So what, what do they go on tour asking for a law to disclose possible golf courses it, nearby or something whenever you do a real estate transaction? Because they live in a three quarters of a million dollar huge house McMansion. at least that was a few years that's, ago that's a new the market's only gone right. up since then uh, which by all accounts is on a in a wonderful place with a wonderful view and they've now fixed the golf ball problem right so and now they've sued the place and for five million dollars i doubt that at that place can withstand five million dollars so it, or is the, is the reason for this and the in the sourpuss looks the fact that all of their neighbors now have lost their golf course. And so these people don't want to look happy about it. And not people in the town now. Because they've sued for millions of dollars because they moved next to a golf course and golf balls hit the house. Something is odd. Yeah, I mean, maybe they found out that the golf course was going to go on a media blitz attacking them. To their neighbors or something. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the golf course can afford or not afford, but I I do think that this couple is at risk of losing this in, on appeal, too. Because the golf course is appealing it. So, yes. I, I mean, I think that that's a potential issue. You know, juries are weird. This was a jury trial, and sometimes you get weird judgments that are really but, undeserved. But Well, yeah, of course, because also, it, you know, any any other house that got hit by golf balls could sue them. Oh, around the state, everybody just sue golf courses now. But right. also, wouldn't it be weird if these people knock out, shut down, shutter that golf course by doing this, and... The rest of the people on their street still live on Country Club Lane. Mm -hmm. It's just very interesting. So I just wanted to pick up on that because somebody was obviously posed. I've been with the photogs when they've shot subjects. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons they shoot 58,000 shots with their cameras is to pick the most, to pick the most compelling ones. And right. sometimes you can even between, but this is not what this is. These are all, these show people who have been hurt and victimized badly by this. It's just interesting. Uh, all right, let's move along. What's the next item on, on the docket? Well, obviously, we haven't talked about on this show yet the Elon Musk buying Twitter. That was quite a day today. What that an incredible happened. thing. Um, yeah, so this morning, basically, it was coming out that they were close to reaching a deal, quote, as soon as today. And then this afternoon, you know, the Twitter shares were halted, and all of a sudden there was an announcement. It's official. He's buying Twitter for $44 million. The deal's accepted. We're good to go. So that's going to be um, a change of pace for Twitter, I think. Well, the, the best thing, and even better than that, is, of course, the result. So here's Stelter today dealing with it. Look, who knows? I, I think that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you... Uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some I love how CNN <laughs> believes that total freedom for everybody is dangerous. Total freedom for them, that's perfectly appropriate. That's, pro that's appropriate because, I mean, they would never get anything wrong or make anything up. But it's very problematic when everybody else is totally free. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do to the, yeah. the business prospects for Twitter itself? All I right. think that's very much an... So... First of all, I don't know how many people are inviting Brian Stelter to really wild parties. Um, but, you know, I guess save your time because he doesn't want to go to any party where anything's too crazy. So if you're planning to get a little out of control, then don't invite Brian Stelter, I guess, because he's probably going to call the cops on you if anything happens. But it just it does reflect this sort of busybody attitude that people have about other people on Twitter. I'm not going to be able to attend your party. I'm not going to be able to be on your platform. People are saying things here that I don't agree with. And it's funny because no one on the right, I believe, I mean, unless I've missed something, is proposing 
you know, censoring leftists now that Elon Musk is taking over. And I don't think Elon Musk even wants to do that or particularly cares about like going after people or something. Um, And but they're acting as though, you know, they're about to all be kicked off. There's a bunch of them like sharing their Instagram handles in case like. I don't know what's going to happen, but here are my other platforms just in case. Oh my God, that's great. So, like, I don't know what they think is going to happen to them exactly, but they think someone's trying to tell on them. But that's, but really, like, what it's about is they're worried they're not going to be able to tell on you anymore. That's the problem for them. You know, and the, and they'll say it too. They'll frame it like now there's going to be so much harassment. This platform is going to be impossible to be on for trans people. It's going to be impossible for black women. <laughs> right. So this woman said this. So, John, did you find that cut or do you no. remember that show now? So on uh, back last year, this woman was on a show on like Oprah's network, I think. I don't know if Barn Barrel fans remember this. I remembered this. This woman, Brittany Cooper, who's like an author on racism and whatever, said that um, black women are heavier because of racism, because racism causes diets not to work for them the way that they work for white people. So that's why. But unsurprisingly, um, she's also discovered the racism in Elon Musk buying Twitter because it turns out that the real problem with Elon Musk buying Twitter is that the platform is going to be bad for black women now. So here's what she tweeted today. She went into a whole thread about it. Brittany what? Brittany Cooper. Her handle on Twitter is Professor Crunk. (sighs) So she says, emotionally, we treat this place as though it is the public, and now it will become a privately owned entity, masquerading as the public one. Yep, no danger there. Also, Elon wants to shred its content moderation policies, and this is already a trash place to be as a black woman. All this to say, this is what happens when folks are allowed to amass so much wealth that they colonize whole swaths of public life and there's no political will to stop it. Now, bear in mind, the left has been telling us for years now that Twitter literally kicking people off the platform was, you know, just their right as a private Mm -hmm. company and it was no big deal. And, you know, if you don't like it, build your own Twitter. So now, Brittany Cooper, I would say if you feel that Twitter is racist now, because Elon Musk bought it, then maybe you should build your own Twitter. So, well, and also it's interesting because supposedly Trump has said that he's not doesn't want his Twitter account back, but that's hard to believe because <clears throat> I don't think he tweets very much on Truth Squad or whatever that one is that he's got. Truth, Truth Social. Yeah. So I would think that he would want to be back on Twitter if anything. I would think he would too. I mean, I. I think he likes the attention of being on Twitter, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's particularly great for Republicans if Trump is back on Twitter. No. I think it's very healthy that he's far yeah, no, away he can doing screw his everything own up. thing. He can screw it, yeah, the left would use that in a second, in a second, to to, to try to essentially put Trump back in the White House in a, in a symbolic way and let Democrats run against him rather than having to defend their position and defend their president in, in, in November. And you don't, we don't want that. We don't want that. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that Elizabeth Warren tells me this deal is dangerous for our democracy. Billionaires like Elon Musk play by a different set of rules than everyone else, accumulating power for their own gain. God, she's the... 
Hey, this is so unoriginal and so ridiculous. We need a wealth tax and strong rules to hold big tech available. As Warren continues her her far left progressive presidential campaign from the weekend. God, she's she, you know, it's there's something about her that's just so. Maybe it's her delivery, but I can see her saying that. There's something about her that's just so freaking uh, unoriginal and unappealing. And this crap that she's trying, I'm not saying she doesn't believe any of it. She's just trying to, uh, thankfully, she she right. cratered so in the race. I do want to talk to you a little bit about this further, because we addressed the Liz Warren thing a little previously, and we've talked about Cory Booker and some of these other people who look like they're making moves to be under consideration if something happens in 2024. I still do think there's a possibility that this could be anyone's race in 2024. Um I think Biden could also be gone sooner than we think. One thing that was interesting is um, I was I was reading someone's thread about the Katanji Brown Jackson appointment, right? And Biden forced the Office of Legal Counsel to actually weigh in with a decision on whether or not he could like preemptively confirm her because normally they wait. Preemptively confirm who? Katanji Brown Jackson. Okay. Is she not confirmed? No, she is. But what I'm saying, this is going back in time. Um, And and so, but normally what you do is you wait for the person to be gone and then you confirm the new person. Mm -hmm. You don't normally do it while they're still sitting in the seat. Is is, Breyer still there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He didn't officially like stepped out yeah i mean he did but he announced he's going to right he's but he's doing it at the end of the session in june so the office of legal counsel for the white house had to like weigh in with a decision with whether or not this was legal for biden to do this before he was actually gone and they did decide that he could and it would like take effect once he stepped down like that she wouldn't officially be the justice until he stepped until he's officially done Mm -hmm. but that he can announce her preemptively so this lawyer I forgot who it was, was speculating about like why this could be like, what's the point of doing this early? Like, why not just wait until June when it's the end of their term and he steps down officially, officially. Right. And the only thing they could come up with, which I think is super interesting, is that Biden wanted credit for appointing the first black woman justice and he might not be there anymore in June. Hmm. Well, then if he's not there anymore in June, then he's created another first well yeah but that could i mean so i I mean i don't know but i do think that's interesting because like what other reason could there be for him not to wait to appoint her for it to officially like do it uh so why would clyburn want it immediately i mean there's there's like what's the point of having it be immediate and not waiting Like, why go to the trouble of having the Office of Legal Counsel do it? Actually, he didn't appoint the Clyburn pick, did he? Was yeah, it, no, that was the other one. Yeah, he and so, Clyburn and Lindsey Graham wanted the same person, right? Uh, <clears throat> I don't I Yeah, no, but the, it wasn't the Clyburn person. But I'm saying, like, why why do it early? I'm trying to think of a reason. Why I, do it I early? Mean, I mean, uh, in order to try to juke the polls to see if you can get something going. I mean, maybe, but do people 
care really like once she's official by the senate and like wouldn't you want it to be closer to the midterms if anything i would to be honest yes i would you'd think that you especially if they thought republicans might try to maul her you do it closer to the elections Hmm. i don't know alice i don't i mean he's terrible but i mean if if he's going to step down then why doesn't he just step down now I mean, I don't know, but he's looking worse and worse. The The gaffes are bad. The Hunter Biden stuff is being investigated. None of it looks good. Like, I mean, is he, you know, none of it He's looks, not going to be good right. for them in the midterms. Maybe well, there are people in the party who think that having Kamala would be better for the midterms and she's not going to have time to like screw stuff up between whenever and then. Like, but it'll be exciting like this first and that'll get people to turn out for Democrats and be excited about it. That now you have like the first black woman president. It is interesting. And, you know, watching that Easter bunny. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start Greenlight can help with Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Yeah, Biden seems more out of it than ever. It was tough, but okay, so... And actually, for him, Ukraine is going pretty good at this point, it just po- popularity-wise. Po- and um, Somebody emailed us to suggest a conspiracy theory that something could happen to Biden, like that he could be assassinated or something. And then that, that like that also would create like all this positive sentiment about him and the Democratic Party, right? So yeah, like, it's a little, it's a bit of a measure to take. Yeah. You're going to need conspirators and to do it right and to... Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a. So th- I don't know, but I mean, I, I don't think he's gonna. They're, they're gonna whack him. But do you think Biden's gonna make it to the midterms as president? Not like alive, but as president. I don't know. I can, the only thing I can think of is what's the most politically opportune thing to do. So, it, it, I mean, he needs a win. If he could go out on a win, that's a good thing. So if if it's possible, there's a Russian withdrawal from Ukraine. That's a win, a proxy win for us because mm-hmm. we're yeah we're, we're on the team Uke. Um, he's he can't have any more. There can't be any more legislative wins at this point. Um, I can't legislative wins. Um, what else is possible for him? What nothing in Build Back Better Better can't get any of that. Um. He's already coughed it up with the coronavirus. Inflation is no good. He can't do that in time. He can't do uh, gas prices in time. Anyway, 
uh, you know, to bring to have to bring the gas prices back down to three bucks is not a win. Um, but you could usher in a historic presidency right after ushering in a historic Supreme Court justice. I guess so, but he. What does that do for the Democrats? I mean, so 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 what's he laying himself down for? Um, for out of I, and also, I think Jill likes it there. I mean, yeah, but how long can you keep up the charade of this? Like, yeah, like you said, with like the Easter Bunny stuff. I mean, like the guy can't do live events anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know why would he wait till the summer? Then the summer is a slower season. Um, I mean, I mean, I feel like they could just make an announcement and say, like, you know, about his health or whatever. Like, we've had like a diagnosis of Alzheimer's or whatever they decide to say that he has, right? And like, you know, we've had this diagnosis, and the best thing for the American people would be for me to step aside at this time and like focus on my family and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, in the remaining time spend, and I know that Kamala is this historic president is going to be great, XYZ, da, da, da. And then like the media goes back into fawning mode because remember they were fawning on Biden at first, mm-hmm. and then like it got too, too disastrous. But now they have like a new person to be like, oh my gosh, so historic. Kamala is so amazing, et cetera, et cetera. And they can do that for like a few months in the lead up to the midterms, as long as Kamala doesn't break anything too badly in the next few months. And that gives them like some wind in the sails, in theory. Yeah. So, okay. And they can cry racism when Joe Manchin blocks stuff or whatever. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to cry racism, I think, no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad point. Uh, remember, by the way, Alice... Uh, speakpipe.com right so we do have some new messages to play too and if you want to leave us messages and have them played on the show you can go to burnbarrelpodcast.com and you can leave us a message there there's a button for our speakpipe account where you can leave a voicemail it works really well um it's been super easy and we do have some new messages to play today actually too yeah uh i love it i'm obsessed i tried not to listen to too one? many of them in advance Hey, what's going on? I was wondering what you and Tom thought of the uh, 90s sketch show, Kids in the Hall. All right. Thank you. I don't think anything about the 90s sketch show, Kids in the Hall, because I have never seen it. What about you, Tom? Uh, I was. I thought it was good. I thought Kids in the Hall was good. That was, that was the... There was also one in the 80s. Um, so this is like a sort of SNL wannabe a sketch show? Uh, hold on, yeah. Um, is that what's meant by sketch show? We had Mad TV. This was kind of an SNL thing. Okay. Hold on. Uh, okay, yes. The, the uh, Kids in the Hall was fantastic. I was just watching Girl Drink Drunk, which is great. Um, oh, is that from that? Yeah, you remember oh, okay, that? you have showed me that, yeah. Yes, that's right. And... Um, What's his name? He was the guy who was on um, with Rogan, actually. Uh, Dave Foley. Hall cast. There was another... There was another gr- ensemble group. Oh, no, that's that's from the 80s. The, 80s, the Kids in the Hall is from the... Eight, but, well, the 80s... Oh, my goodness. Did Kids it span was, both? Kids in the Hall was 88 through 2021? Dave Foley came to the... There's another guy, the gay guy in there, who I thought was really good. And the kids in the hall. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's right. They were great. But there was another one, too. Like, the kids in the hall. It might have been... 
you guys will know either earlier or later. Um, but I thought they were great. Obviously, the, the Girl Drink Drunk is fantastic. Um, and a lot better than SNL in some years. Anyway, want to hear another one? Sure, let's go. Hey, guys, Toast here. Sorry I didn't chime in. This is a cat who's a <laughs> listener, by the way. Hey, guys, Toast here. Sorry I didn't chime in yesterday. Um, I have one thought. Maybe your voice recordings could be called the barrel roll, kind of like roll call. Um, also, I listen to three podcasts, and two of them are nationally known names, and I think you guys are just as good Ooh. As those two other ones. So keep doing what you're doing. And thank you for the very kind shout out about the shirt. And I am team burn babe all the way. Love you. you. Bye bye. That's very nice. That's toast. Uh, toast. Chathead's still winning, by the way. Toast is on a tear, actually. Uh, Trashing. Toast is, you guys, you guys, many of you don't know Toast, but she is a, she's a classy person. She's from the, I'll just say this about her. She comes from the horse riding steeplechase set up here in uh, northern Massachusetts. So she's got panache. So um, uh, there, when I get into um, stealing for a living, that, mm -hmm. I, the toast house, where I'm going to steal stuff from, especially <laughs> that awesome flying Victorian area thing downstairs. It's a long story. Anyway, but um, she is torching, torching Larry Elder on Twitter. Why? What did he do? For re the Relief Factor ad where he's riding a horse badly. <laughs> this is a, a the horse community lashing out at good conservative Larry Elder. Next message, Alice, right here on the barrel roll. Hey, I was wondering who would, <laughs> who would win in a fight, <laughs> Kathy Carr or... Um... Bastard. Alice. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Kathy Carr or Alice? Uh, you know I don't what? know Kathy personally like okay. you do, so well, I think you're going to have to weigh in on that one. You know, um, <laughs> 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 on uh, advice from counsel, I'm going to invoke my <laughs> Fifth Amendment uh, freedoms here to... Uh, to refuse to answer that question, it's Fifth Amendment. I right? mean, what kind of fight are we talking about? Alice, I'm not sure. A legal battle. It matters. If Alice has a few drinks. <laughs> it's all on the table. <laughs> Bastard, troublemaker. Hey, toast again. Oh, toast. Just wanted to say, if Shatheads wins, I'm moving to Canada. Ooh. Just so you know. It's vicious. Uh, plenty of people moving to Canada already because of the Tesla. I'm mean, because of Twitter. Twitter. Very interesting. Listen how shifty Toast is. First message comes from Toast. Second one comes from Anonymous. Mm. Mm -hmm. Horse people. Uh, let's see. It's pretty much Toast and Justin. Why don't go, should we go through the rest of them? Sure. I thought there was another. Wasn't there another one? Did I play? You played the one about kids in the hall? Is that Justin too? Well, what about, did I play this one? And Kathy Carr? Judging by the chaotic nature oh. of the show, the interruptions, and the general disorder of your life which is fun and i'd love it um i think the n name of the show should be a total chat show I'm sorry the people who are i mean the problem is of course that you know they're well, 
the name, the first the past, half of the name Shattuck lends itself to a lot of puns. I it would does. Say. And unfortunately, that's the, the past tense for defecation, which isn't <laughs> great, actually, now that I think about it. And I don't love it either. I'm with you, Leslie and Toast, but the Shatheads are winning the merchandise wars, so I don't know what to tell you. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering if uh, Tom was aware of a thing called a Kentucky Fried Chicken Buffet. It's like really big here in the Midwest and no. probably down south. All right. Let me know. Are you kidding me? A no Kentucky way, Fried dude. Chicken it, Buffet? Really? Like I've been to great cool buffets like at Shoney's and, and things. But I had no idea. My goodness. That would be good. I mean, I like my brother's more into like the, the crazy teriyaki versions, et cetera. But obviously KFC is, is beautiful. And when unless it's been sitting around for a while, a I'm surprised there's any buffets left. We gotta get coordinates on Justin where exactly he lives. Hey Alice and Tom. I was wondering how you guys are doing. I was sure. wondering if um if Tom, if he wasn't in the radio business, could see himself becoming a professional cornhole player. All right, thanks. So I, I don't like cornhole. and Is it I, because you don't like the name? I was shocked. When I heard what the name was, <laughs> was, I was shocked that it was called that like 10 years ago uh, when I found out what it was. But but you know what? I don't I don't like Alice. Although I have played it, enjoyed it, and, and, once, and been okay at it. I don't like... There's something about, like, I don't like board games. I don't like being told to go graze over there for a while with your bean bags and, uh, you know, or, or no, no, now we're doing the thing where we're playing Boggle for a while. And so, so you have to pause life for a while. I will look You're not really a games person. That's true. I'm not. Um, although around here, there's a company that makes <clears throat> handmade, fancy, like, wooden cornhole sets. And they go to like farmers markets and stuff and sell them, and they're hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And like people buy them. We had like a parent of one of our kids' friends was like yeah. showing off their new like four hundred fifty dollar cornhole set that it, they it, just bought off right. the local company and were raving about. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I understand. It's an activity you do while you're drinking beer, really. Um, I, I, but I, I'm not a huge corn. I get a little nervous when I see cornhole. Um, but uh, I did get into, in the mid-90s, I did get into playing darts. My, my mother was actually a really good dart player. I played darts uh, at bars, and I got pretty good at that, which I really liked, which is fun. Hmm. Have you ever played darts? Um, I think so, but not like in a serious way. Yeah. We, I, we actually played darts at the bar, the field, the bar where I was falsely accused of groping uh, hmm. the lady, the overnight worker from the front desk where I worked, which wow. I did not do, obviously. Even if I, even if I, even if I had the, in, um, the desire. Yes, I do not have the guts. There was that, that was not that is not a that's a little bold move for Tom Shattuck. So somebody out there, you know, you did it. If it what do you feel about trivia nights? Do you like going to trivia nights at bars? I like them because I, I always did really well. And when we used to go to the BHP, we could almost count on doing well enough to order Beacon Hill Pub, um, win enough to 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 buy more beers. Uh, Two-time champion, by the way, of trivia at uh, Patrick's in Malden. My, oh, that's I a great am. bar, actually. Patrick's. I went to the trivia two times, and I won both times. That's a, that's a great... Um, I don't think there's a lot of math club nerds um yeah patrick from malden <laughs> ellis um but uh that is a great bar what's that called magnolia section of malden right isn't that what that's called 
I forgot. I don't think it's Magnolia, but I know did what you run mean. It does you? have a nice name. Did they run into you in that bar one time? I, I run missed, into me in that yes. bar? Oh, no, no. I ran into Jason and Carol. <laughs> Your other girlfriend? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that bar. Um, okay, other things going on in the world currently. This guy, Richard Hananiah. That's, that's, he's being satirical. Okay, is he? You're yes. totally sure? Yes, I think, I, yeah. Okay, anyway, he's he has this thing. He's got this post saying, Elon Musk takes over Twitter. He's a billionaire who doesn't even have a master's degree. Is that who we are going to trust with the future of our democracy? And people are going after him for it, and he's, he's staying. In character. Yeah, in character. So. Obviously, I think uh, I've followed him for a while. I do think it's satire, I, knowing him. But I mean, I guess you never know. But I think uh, I think it's satire. Um, but I do have a question for you though, because um, you were complaining about me calling you honey or sweetie, mm-hmm. and I saw this debate pop up on Twitter, which I thought was interesting, which is that. Um, Someone was complaining that they uh, can't, like, what do they call themselves and their boyfriend now? Because they're, mm-hmm. like, middle-aged, and it sounds weird to say, like, my long-term boyfriend when you're introducing somebody. But if you're not married, then, like, what do you call it? And they were saying like, they should, like, call it partner. Uh, I don't like partner. It's so PC-sounding. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty bad. But, so, uh, this woman Allison said I 100% get why it's cringy for straight couples to say partner but can we have something else I'm so old so old for boyfriend and um, then somebody retweeted and said partner's not cringy it's a gender neutral commitment agnostic inclusive term that assumes nothing and discloses nothing about your relationship it's for everyone to use Jesus what a flattened world that woke progressives (laughs) live in seriously what a flattened unfun world I would actually be offended if you ever introduced me as your partner yeah, it's like, what are we, working the same law office? This is crazy. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely ridi- ridiculous. Just get married. If you don't like, if you feel juvenile when you're calling somebody your boyfriend, maybe it's because it's time to grow up and get married. Maybe that's yeah, why. Yeah, everybody just get married. It, uh... And then you can call people your husband and then you can feel like an adult like the rest of us without using silly words like partner to describe the person that you're essentially common law married to, right? Like, just... I- I don't understand. Just jump in and like call it married. So, but Sean, it is very revealing about progressives, isn't it? That oh yeah. That they, they, they need us to all like affirm that it's great that they call each other partner. Yes, and by the way, it, it's like labels and names to them mean so much. That's why they're always like bitchy when you when you say something like "I'm not this, I'm not that." Oh, I, I don't want to get into it. Anyway, this lady and her partner one time at the <laughs> dog park. When I had my dog, this is Sky, the Greyhound, a dozen, a, ten years ago, I said, "Wow, your dog has a uh, nice fur." And she said, "It's hair. The dog has <laughs> hair." Said, oh God, just go run into traffic, please, and take your hair dog with you. <laughs> and just, I don't get that. Like, I don't get people who have the time or inclination to have hang-ups. I'm gonna walk out into the world with with thirty potential problems. Uh, and issues ready to go. I'm going to set the traps right now. So if somebody walks into the traps, I'll be ready to be pissed off. Well, that's yeah, I don't get it either. And I grew up as a kid with a name that people constantly mispronounced. And I just didn't care anymore. By like sixth grade, they mispronounced it at like our 
graduate sixth fifth grade graduation or whatever and I like my friend was like all mad on my behalf and I was like I don't care what they're calling say how they say my name like it doesn't bother me at all like why would I care about something like that but yeah but that's like all the woke stuff is so focused on that this is my partner this is a I'm she they like I'm you need to call me doctor I have a master's degree like why none of that stuff matters Right? Like, I just don't... I know. People with hang-ups, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, that really bothers me if you call me... Why would you, why would you show somebody you can be hurt that easily, too? I don't get it. I call you every name <laughs> but your name, usually. But, I mean, not bad words, but, I mean, sometimes... Sometimes. Of, of mixed taste, usually, uh, usually objectifying you sexually, I would say. Is that fair to say? That's possible, yes. You but, in a loving way, obviously comes from a good place, because, you know... Obviously, you do like me, I feel. Yes, yes I do, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, come on. Everybody lighten the frig up. You know, it's also it's the same thing with the Musk thing. You know what? Oh, here we go. I have a reason. I'm upset. But I'm upset about the CEO of a company based in Stanford, California, that I'll never visit. And, uh, you know, who's going to make who controls now an app that a bunch of people <laughs> talk in. Which, like, are you really mad about that? And the thing is, is that it's very possible that it's conservatives who get hurt by this guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is speculation from some people, too, that this is, like, actually kind of dangerous because um, one of the problems on Twitter is that the DMs, like, aren't encrypted and that, um, you know, uh -oh. that the company can access people's DMs, right? So, like... Right. Uh, depending on what decisions the owner of it makes, it it, it could be sort of dangerous because people like kind of assume that those are private. But you know what? It, so I I DM stuff with some people that would certainly is certainly cancelable. But mm -hmm. I, I got to think though that if they released everybody's, that everybody would be canceled, so right. it would be fine. That's always been my philosophy about getting canceled. Sort of too is I'm like not that stressed about it because. Like, if we're going to do that, they'd have to cancel everyone. There's so much data out there on everybody. Uh, it's, you know, not really that big a deal. But I don't know. All right. So what's the thing that people should do to leave messages for us again, Else, You go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a button there that says leave a message for Tom Shunnick's Burn Barrel. And you press that and you can record something. It's just like two clicks and you can just record. You don't need to do anything special. Please do it. Anything you want. Anything you want at all to do it. And I I, I prefer to, to listen to them blind. So I don't I'm just I'm just playing them. So you can say anything you want. I, I really encourage it. I think that your content is is interesting and puts us in a new place, which is good. And you guys are funny and interesting and uh, and really cool. And then that way you can learn more about each other as well, which I think can be cool. For instance, that Toast is now uh, just giving a brutal beatdown to Larry Elder. Maybe he Burn didn't Bear have podcast. access to horses growing up like some people. Oh, so. what a shot! <laughs> What a vicious shot. I am <laughs> no, sorry, I'm Toast. Kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. Obviously, I love Toast. Obviously, oh, I do. That was vicious. Obviously, I do. I'm going to see her at town meeting pretty soon. Next month, I'll be at town meeting. Very exciting. She's my town meeting buddy. Um, anyway, uh, but yes, do leave us a message. What's on the docket at town meeting this year? Oh, um, the higher school budget. Oh yeah, where they okay, want to hire a bunch more signs. teachers and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm against the new school. I'm against the school budget. 
I think the school should look like a 70s penitentiary like it did when I went to school, like a super fun hellhole. And I think that the since schools are basically a penitentiary, that they should not be – they should be all be – all have fluorescent lights that buzz and flicker. <laughs> There's and- also – this will interest you too. There's also um, potentially a new ordinance about that's like more protective of wetlands that goes like above and beyond the state laws that protect wetlands and would – Make them even more protected. In- Ahoy. So. Oh, good. Good. Because right now, uh, the wetlands are all developments. And so it'd be nice if we Actually, could... the development... Why did like... you... You said the town name, Alice. I did? Oh, I didn't mean to. Well, I don't know. Uh, the development across the street from us is in trouble. Did you know construction's halted on it, by the way? Wait, that's up there? Yeah. That's what that is? What do you mean? The thing you sent? That, that, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's halted because they carved out a big chunk of the hill and now the water runoff is crazy and every time there's a storm, the whole street gets that, flooded. I've seen that. How interesting. So Ha-ha. it's a huge problem. So they're, they've stopped any construction until they pre- present like a whole plan of how they're going to handle the runoff from oh. like an expert and all this stuff because it's also ruining the uh, land of the other two like duplexes that are built in the development too it's like all over their property they don't have an easement for their water running all over other people's property so they're in trouble they can't do any more construction until they solve it oh my goodness reclaiming nature is reclaiming that Alice like it's reclaimed so much of that old mother road Anyway, you can talk to us uh, on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. You can talk to us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and Burn Barrel Podcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.